Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. On this Monday following March Madness, what a weekend it was from Friday until last night, Oregon State getting the big upset last night. Today, we have another full day of games. Here we go. I'm Bryce. We're here for the next hour to unpack sports, faith, and life. Luke is back from his wedding and honeymoon. We will talk to him in just a moment. Today on the show, we'll take a look at the the busted brackets, and, and I will share why it's great, why it's wonderful that our brackets are busted. And so what do we do now? What do we do now, now that our brackets are busted? We will discuss that and hopefully encourage one another because my bracket is as bad as any of yours. So if you think yours is bad, mine is just as bad. And so we will uh, we'll console each other and, and have some fun talking about it and, and talking about the, the big upsets uh, from, from the weekend as well. Uh, check out our website, unpackingit.com. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page, like the Facebook page, follow us on social media at Unpacking It. And if you haven't subscribed to the Unpack This devotional, Make sure you you do that as well. Uh, You can find out information on unpackingit.com. I'll give the update on the Unpacking It Bracket Challenge and who's winning so far, because actually we've got today's games to factor in who's going to win the first weekend, uh, which is always fun to do. But sometimes you you get excited about winning the first weekend, and you may get a ton right, but then your champion goes down. And so you peak a little bit early on, on the bracket challenge. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, before we do, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options, healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. We will mainly talk March Madness today. If we do have some time, we'll get into a couple NFL free agent stories and signings and some interesting things going on in the NFL. And then in the NBA, my boy LeBron going down, my boy LaMelo going down. So uh, some concerns there as an NBA fan. But uh, but let's say good morning and hello and welcome back to Luke. Henry Bienamine did a great job filling in for us last week. You will see more of him in the coming weeks as uh, as he, he's going to continue to be a part of this show and I know he's uh, he's listening in today. But uh, Luke, you're married. Congratulations. How you doing? I'll tell you what. It's incredibly surreal. I keep telling everyone it's going to take. I don't know how long it'll take. It hasn't fully set in that I'm married. That is just it's just a, a wild a wild thought to wrestle with. But it is it is absolutely amazing. I love my wife, Madeline. She's incredible. Uh, she if she's not on the work call right now, she is certainly watching. Loyal fan of the show, but it it was incredible. It's incredible. So so a great wedding, great honeymoon. Give us give us a couple a uh, couple top top uh, headline details. The wedding was amazing. Uh, nothing went wrong. It was just it was, it was a beautiful day. So it was supposed to rain, but it ended up not raining. It was at uh, my mom and stepdad's hangar. Um, so we cleared out everything. Dude, unreal. They, it was just, it was remarkable. They they put in a ton of hard work to make it look like a beautiful venue. Um, Madeline's parents did awesome with some really cool decorations. Her dad cut out these really cool, or a bunch of branches fell off one of their trees. So he put, he cut those into like wooden coasters for all the, uh, the tables. So he was going to work with the chainsaw a few weeks nice. ago. Um, but it was great. We did it. We, we flew away. Uh, instead of a drive away, my stepdad had some of the neighbors oh, cool. do, do a flyover and like a little air show. Um, had some uh, some Tex Mex catered, so all around amazing. <laughs> uh, 
So the wedding day was was fantastic, and the honeymoon was awesome. Went to Hilton Head, so we're over in your part of the country. Yeah, yeah, South Texas Carolina. to Hilton Head. I like it. That's right. It, it was awesome. It was awesome. We stayed uh, at the Marriott on the beach. Uh, we had a, a couple's massage, which was Ooh. fantastic. And I grew up getting massages. Never had a couple's massage before, but it's cool nice. looking over and your your bride is right next to you. Uh, Deshaun yeah. Watson wasn't there, right? <laughs> no, too soon. Okay. No, too yeah, soon. too soon. <laughs> but it was great. Couple I'm glad massage. You could enjoy your massage. Yeah. Then had a salt scrub, so some hurt so wow. good type of stuff. Yeah, a little exfoliation action. And then they had like a jacuzzi in the room, so we were like, like able to like chill in the hot tub after. Um, Man, living the dream. Of, that's right. Lots of food. Highlight of the week, or food wise, was the she crab soup. Ooh. It was unbelievable. Mark me down for at minimum two per meal. Every time, <laughs> everyone, we, went to the, we went to the same restaurant a handful of times, and you better believe I was getting she crab soup for my appetizer and as part of my entree. It was fantastic. I love we, it. And then we'd top it off with lava cake at the end. Oh, my gosh. I really, wow. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great week. Man, well, so happy for you, excited, and, and looking forward to hearing even more details, and, uh, and, and glad you're able to, yeah, share some of the excitement with our listeners. I know they're happy for you as well, and, and we missed you last week, but, but glad to have you back, and glad the she-crab soup was good, and Tex-Mex, and it, uh, you were able to keep that down all right, huh? So that, that was still a bold <laughs> choice for wedding day, but um, good, good, good for you on that. And, and so I was thinking about this, because uh, midway through the week, you ended up putting in your bracket into our unpacking it bracket challenge. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, Luke, solid talking to Kyle here at the office. He, he calls you a savage uh, that, that you were still <laughs> able to, to fill out your bracket during your honeymoon. And, and so then I started thinking about it. I go, why in the world did Luke agree to get married in March? How did this happen? I can't believe I haven't called you out on this sooner. So we're so happy for you. We're glad you're married. This is fantastic. But what are you doing getting married the first weekend? I guess it, I guess it wasn't the first weekend. You were on your honeymoon the first weekend uh, of the NCAA tournament. So historically, it was always on my radar. For years, I would thought to myself, I cannot get married in March or April. because yeah, You're better than this. Because the, the Masters, so the first part of April, no chance I'm missing, missing the Masters. And then March Madness, because I've been on vacation, because it's always around spring break. So I've been on vacation where I have voluntarily missed out on days of beach time to watch games, which was perfect, <laughs> perfectly, perfectly great for me. I mean, yep. yeah, there's just very few things that take a priority over March Madness. And so Madeline, and I chose March 14th because since uh, I'm a seminary student that fell on the spring break and it worked out well. And we're there trying you to, go. We, we wanted a sh- the, sh- the shortest engagement possible where we could plan everything. It so happened that it ended up being March 14th, but so we're, it, it honestly worked out great. So get married soon, uh, get to go on the honeymoon during spring break, no school. And this year games didn't start until, uh, Friday. True. I, unless, unless you're watching the first four, which I caught a little bit of the first four, but which yeah, my Mountaineers. So yeah, we'll have to get yeah, into that. Go Matt, go Mountaineers. So, and then as a bonus, I mean, Madeline, my beautiful wife, being as incredible as she is, I was like, hey, let's fill out a bracket. And she filled out one in a high school statistics class, which was just a great move by the stats teacher, just an excuse to fill out a bracket. But, and she, of course, is beating me uh, because every year my mom and sister growing up, they would destroy me picking their uh, – my mom's a competent basketball fan, but some, some people picking their favorite mascots, favorite colors. I overthink and put teams that shouldn't go past the first round of the Final Four. But now we're loving that. So we enjoyed basically our whole honeymoon. I told her, hey, I thought we were going to have games all week, but actually games would start until Friday this year. So You're in good shape. I'd love to be able to watch some games. She's like, all right, great. We're going to make sure we have quality time. We're going to designate some time apart to watch games together, which was her idea. And we loved it. We would throw some some on the TV in the airport watching some games together, and she was loving it because she's, of course, is, is beating me. And she loved checking <laughs> checking her bracket, so it, it, it worked out great. So uh, I really I gave up the savage card with that explanation. So not much, not as as savage as uh, people may think I am. Uh, it's mainly my my wife went along with it and empowered me to do so.
I, I love it, man. Well, that that's great. So it was a, a win-win, and and you overcame uh, the, the the wedding in March, the the yes. debacle that 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 could potentially be. So it can be done. It can be done. I'll blaze that trail for for everyone out there. I don't know if I shared this on the show or maybe it was trivia night last week, but I had a buddy get married. It was about three years ago. Whenever Virginia got upset in the first round, I was at a wedding, so I missed that oh. game. And I mean, oh. I watched so much basketball every year during March Madness. This year, I watched a ton and, and you know was locked in and uh, available to to catch any big moment. But but a few years ago, I missed it because because my buddy was getting married. So I still mm. always so when, when I hear about a wedding in March, I go back to that and I go, I don't want to miss another one sixteen, which that may be the only time in history, <laughs> the only time in my lifetime, and I missed it. I came back with five minutes left, and Virginia had nothing left. They they, they couldn't they didn't even mount the comeback to make it interesting at the end of that game yeah speaking of virginia we'll have to get into them as well uh but luke let's let's jump right into what we're convinced of then we'll get to unpack this uh we do want to hear from the listeners you guys chime in as well uh how busted is your bracket and and also what are you convinced of following the weekend and and so i'll start and and as busted as my bracket is i'm convinced my Gonzaga Baylor pick for the championship is still looking good. I still feel confident in that. I still think Gonzaga, they're the team to beat. They're the ones that that, that I want to see go undefeated. I want to see them do it. Uh, even though they they had a little tough start to Norfolk State, who App State unfortunately uh, fell to during the first four, uh, which was a crazy emotional roller coaster for me as a, a Mountaineer fan to, to see App State struggle so much. They couldn't hit a three. They were setting records for missed threes. Then to mount the comeback and then to fall short to Norfolk State, uh, that was a bummer. But uh, anyway, Gonzaga, I, I'm, I'm locked in on them as the uh, what should be a, the, the champion this year. Um, and then I'm also convinced that Crutwig from, uh, from Loyola is the star of the tournament. So we all love Sister Jean, but Loyola is the team we got to be rooting for. And I'm actually convinced that that they could they could win the whole thing. Like I'm I'm still signed with Gonzaga, but but I'm convinced it's possible and, and I'm I'm almost pulling for that as well simultaneously. Uh but but Crutwig, man, he gives us all hope. What what a legend he is. So so he's my guy. I'm all in on him. Um and then I, I I'm also convinced of this that with all the upsets that we saw this weekend, Oral Roberts and Albaline Christian and all these different teams, they are just as exciting as ever. The upsets are just as exciting as ever, but I I'm convinced they don't have the same shock value that they used to like, like in the past when we saw top teams like, you know, Duke or Kentucky or Kansas, like when those teams get upset and they go down, there's a level of shock and surprise and you gotta be kidding me. And, and, and what in the world is happening this year? We, we went in knowing that it was wide open knowing that that anybody could win. And, and sometimes we'll say that, but this year in particular, just because of the way the, the, the Rona affected people and teams were you know in and out and uh, you know guys in and out of the lineup, all that sort of thing. So the, the emphasis on senior-laden teams, teams that, that were in the tournament you know, two years ago, we're seeing them play well, or coaches that you know, we can count on year in, year out. Jim Boeheim, you know, those, kind of, those kind of guys, uh, that's who we can trust. So as fun as the upsets have been, they're not that surprising. So the emotion is still excitement. We love it. I'm pulling for upsets. Let's go. Let's bring in, bring on the upsets. But I'm not going, are you kidding me? I can't believe that Loyola knocked off Illinois. It's believable. It's Who's Illinois, right? I mean, we, I, I haven't thought about Illinois since Darren Williams. How many years ago was that? That was 2005. Um, so, yeah, so I'm not worried about Il Illinois going down. Um, now if Gonzaga gets upset, I'll be shocked. I will. I will be surprised if an undefeated team with a couple lottery picks, uh, soon to be in, you know, in the upcoming draft, if they go down, yeah, I'll be surprised. Um, but some of these other guys, not so much. Now I, I do want to talk about the Virginia story because, you know, it's easy to jump on Virginia for, you know, losing once again in the first round. And, and Kyle here at the office, he's, he's saying, oh, they're, they're the new Duke. <laughs> yeah, you win a championship and then you go out in the first round. And, and it's just fascinating to me. The whole, the, the, the entire Virginia story 
with with Tony Bennett and the way that he built Virginia into such a a, a strong program and you know, being a former player and and going there and building this program and then making yourself a top ACC team, then you lose to a 16 seed. And then you follow that up the year later, you win a national championship. Then <clears throat> with the with the the pandemic, there's no tournament. So Virginia for 2 years, they were the reigning champs. And then to Ohio, they fall. They fall to Ohio in the first round and and it just in some ways, it's it's like, are you kidding me? But then you think about it, you're like, yeah, they they had some Rona issues during the ACC tournament, and so they 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 fall. And Tony Bennett's still one of the best coaches. It's still one of the best programs. You still you're not going to count them out in 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 future years that they're they're going to be uh, right there in the mix competing for for championships. They they will. They'll be back. So how will they respond? It's just it's wild. So that's what I'm convinced of. Uh, this morning and and Luke, I'll I'll let you jump in. What are you convinced of today? Yeah, this is just going to be uh, <clears throat> either maybe just the humble card or self deprecating. I'm convinced that it is impossible to do well <laughs> picking games. Absolutely, like, I, I'm to the point where I mean, this year I tried a new strategy. In years past, I I look in. I mean, the amount of stats in film and games I watch. And, and read about is just astonishing. But to, I mean, to no avail, it, it does not work to the point where I get so in my head, I project a team to do well. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this stat, Oh, we'll look at their three point percentage. We'll look at their, <laughs> their turnover to assist ratio. Historically, this has done this and to the point where I make just ludicrous outlandish decisions. And I always say like years ago, I put Drake in the final four. Oof. And I was so confident in that pick. I thought this is this year's Cinderella. They've got the the their the the makeup of their team is a final four roster. And I they got I think they lost in the first round. Uh and then of course, yeah, I, I picked Drake to beat USC this year, which didn't happen again. So moral of the story, don't pick Drake. But this year I tried a new strategy. I picked fewer upsets mm. and I did le- less research. And this year in general, you knew less about teams. Yep, and I'm doing slightly better than in years past, but I'm still, I'm I'm still every other game. I'm like, wow, I'm not even close. So <laughs> it's like you, it's like this roller coaster of emotion. So I picked I picked Ohio to upset Virginia, just because I'm not sold on Virginia. Just a a super strong defensive team that just can't score points. I I, I don't I don't love that in the come tournament time. And also, just what a brutal three-year stretch. Losing to a oh. 16 seed, winning the Natty, and then losing to a, four, uh, a what, thir- 13 seed. 13. Just, just brutal. So brutal. To- Tony Bennett has to have the strongest mental fortitude of all time. I mean, to be able to handle that is just but insane. But I kind of want to get to the bottom of it. Like, there, there's, some, there, there's some disconnect, though, because – and same with Coach K. Like – how do you lose to these teams you're you're not supposed to to lose to, and then how do you follow that up with championships? I, I, I it's just it's so fascinating to me. Like I want to get inside the the head in the locker room and to, to try to wrap my mind around it because it just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Like you would at least think that Virginia would get to like the Sweet Sixteen this year, right? You're like yeah. yeah, a couple of those guys were probably freshmen, you know, a few years ago on that championship team, and so you're like yeah, they you know they should at least be be relevant, and, and to lose to a team like Ohio. Yeah, it's 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 very weird. It really is. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. So this year, basically, I'm I'm trying to just have more fun. I'm trying to not be so much Mister Analytical guy and just <laughs> let's be Mister Fun guy. I'm not going to pick <laughs> every game right. I'm going to do all right. I watch. I just feel like this entitlement. I watch so much basketball all the time. I'm a basketball junkie, but I can't beat. And when it comes bracket time. I can't beat someone who watches zero basketball. Yep. And it's just, it's just it. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm hoping for chaos. Even if teams that I pick are losing, I just want good games. I want the madness. It's so good. And then I love that you bring up Loyola Chicago. Hindsight is 2020. They're a no brainer, a no brainer. When they went to the final four, Crutwig was a freshman. Williamson was a freshman. Now they're seniors. How could I not? How could I not pick them to make? I a know. Run? 
Their team's better. They have yeah, a better I, roster than I, when they went made a Final Four run. I was kind of wondering, oh, are they kind of one of those one-hit wonder teams? But sure enough, when you keep your coach, that's that's the difference. Because a lot of the one-hit wonders, you know, yeah. they their coach he both coach first chance gone yeah. like uh like SFA. It was either one or two years they yeah. had a huge upset win, and then Underwood is now at Illinois. I mean, yep. you're right. Most of those programs they have no shot being able to afford their coach anymore. On a quick side note, Shaka Smart, like you're better off staying at VCU. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Texas I mean, is just I, a brutal I, job. I mean, I just don't, I just don't understand how you go to a big program like Texas and you, you do worse. Like you're worse in the tournament with Texas than when you were at VCU. And, Again, that just doesn't add up to me. And before the season, he was maybe going to get, get canned. This, the regular season, the regular this. season saved his job, but yeah, I don't know. It was, but yeah, shout it's out to Abilene Christian. Four. I had Texas in my final four. So that was a, that was a dumb, dumb move on that. But one. how could, how could you not though? I mean, big 12 tournament champs and they yeah. were one of the, they were one of the hotter teams in the country coming into the tournament. A letdown for them. So that was cool though. Abilene Christian are playing yeah. today. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye out for them. Um, all right, so let's let, let's get to unpack this, and you, you've kind of hinted at it a, a little bit, but but I want to continue talking about just kind of the the mindset behind brackets and and this idea that, that you know as, as anybody listening and, and all of us that we fill this out with the hope that we're going to fill out a a perfect bracket, and and so we we write down what we think should happen, what we think will happen, sometimes what we hope will happen. I put Grand Canyon in there to, to win a couple games. That's what I, I hoped would happen. Uh, they, they didn't even uh, make much of a push, so uh, Iowa was able to take care of them. But, but we, we, we have this mentality that, all right, this is, this is what's supposed to happen. This is, this is my bracket. This is the, the best-case scenario, and, and we, we kind of cling to it, and then the games begin. And all of a sudden, we go... Oh, well that that team lost. All right. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess Winthrop's not as good as we thought. All right, cross them out. And then okay, Tennessee goes down, forget them. Uh yeah, let's see. Virginia out, you know, all these teams. So we start crossing everybody out and and we start thinking, okay, well, I stink at filling out brackets. This 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 tournament is, you know, you throw throw the bracket out the window and then we're tempted to throw the tournament out the window like ah, why watch anymore my bracket's done forget about it I give up I don't I don't even want to watch anymore because it was all about the bracket I wanted everything to kind of go my way I wanted I wanted all these games to be how I thought they would and and so then we, we, we get frustrated however my my brother sent me this text on on maybe Saturday he said yeah once you give up on your bracket it enables you to cheer for more of the upsets. And, and I love that. I, I love that because, and you were kind of talking about this too, Luke, just enjoying the, 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 the tournament where as soon as you surrender your bracket, as soon as you let go and you, and you say, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the games. I'm going to enjoy whatever happens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull for the upsets and the surprises and, and just soak it in. Versus, you know, watching the game and going, oh, no, I, I don't want Texas to lose. I don't want my bracket to be messed up. And, and you're missing out on enjoying what, what Abilene Christian what was doing. Or, oh, no, I, you know, I, I really wanted Virginia. I, ha I had Virginia going to the Elite Eight. And, and then, then you miss out on, well, man, here's Ohio. What a story this is for Ohio and, and their fans. And this is, the, you know, a legendary moment for, for their fans. And, and so what ends up happening when, when we do finally kind of throw this out, yet we still embrace the tournament. So maybe we rip up our brackets, but we enjoy the tournament. Where we don't give up on the tournament, no, of course not. We actually lean in and, and start enjoying it. Uh, we, we, we find a, a freedom and, and just a, uh, yeah, almost a, a peace. We're not as restless watching the games because we're not so tied to the bracket. And so how does this parallel life? So, so here on the show, we, we unpack you know, faith, life, and sports. And, and so we, we look at, at, at sports stories and what goes on in sports and how we think as sports fans. And then you know, how does that relate to being a follower of Jesus? How does that relate to you know, maybe someone listening that, that's, that's wondering and, and trying to figure out who God is and what, you know, what role God plays in our lives? And so uh, we try to bring it you know, parallel uh, to our own lives. And so for me, when we start off in life, 
and sometimes maybe this happens after high school. We all fill out a bracket, right? We say, all right, I want to meet a, a girl by 22. I want to get a, a, you know, my, my dream job by 25. By 30, I want to have two kids. I want to have the, you know, the, the white picket fence by 33 and, and the sweet car by 35, you know, whatever it is. And we, we, put, we, we draw our, our bracket out. And then what happens? Our plans don't come together. Maybe we, maybe we get through a first round, right? Maybe college goes exactly how we planned. Maybe it goes exactly how we, we hoped college would, would go. But then uh, we get into some bad relationships or you know, make, some, make some wrong decisions. And, oh, wait, that, that part of my bracket, that, I was maybe not thinking properly, right? I was, I, those were selfish motives on how I, how I put my, my bracket together, uh, my, my life bracket, so to speak. And, and so then things kind of go a, a different direction. And, and we quickly realize, all right, I can't control everything. And so we have the choice at that, that, that moment to say, okay, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to tear up my bracket and just kind of you know, give up on life or give up on God and say, all right, I, I, maybe you, you, you did try to go according to, to God's plan a little bit. And you thought, all right, yeah, I'm going to go this way. And then, oh, no, it didn't go exactly how I wanted it to. But really, it was your selfishness. You were putting that on God and kind of disguising it as, yeah, no, this is what God wants me to do. No, 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 it was a selfish decision. And so then you get frustrated and you, you throw your bracket away. You say, forget it. I'm, I'm out. And, and so ultimately, the best case scenario, back to this text that my brother sent me, he said, and this was about the bracket. He goes, yeah, once you give up on your bracket, it enables you to cheer for more of the upsets. And so for me, when we finally surrender to God and we say, God, you're good. You're in control. I want to go your way. I want to follow your plan. I'm done trying to figure out my bracket and try, you know, every, everything that doesn't go exactly my way or the way that I hoped or the way that I thought. I'm, I'm, I'm done being frustrated. I'm going to enjoy the surprises. I'm going to enjoy the upsets. I'm even going to find joy in the trials because, God, I know that you're using it for my good. I know that you're growing me. You're changing me. You're uh, maturing me. You're, you're deepening my faith. You're deepening my reliance on you. And so this is a, a surrendered heart, a surrendered soul, mind to, to just have open hands to say, God, whatever, whatever bracket you've got for me, I'm in. I, I, I'm in. I, I'm going to enjoy you, and I'm going to enjoy the, the steps that you have ordered for me. And so uh, a couple of verses to, uh, to, to share today. Um, the, the, the first one, you've probably heard this, and this is a very simple verse, but it's really the verse that we have to go to basically every day. And it's in Proverbs where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. He's got the best bracket. He knows, he knows, he knows the bracket. He's, he's got it figured out for our life. So are we going to try to, in our own knowledge, our own limited understanding, you know, try to figure out what, what steps to take throughout our, our life bracket? Or are we going to say, Lord, lead me, guide me. I trust in you. I know that you're going to you know, show me the, the, the best path to take. And then to embrace it and to embrace some of the, the surprises along the way. And then in, in Isaiah, it says, uh, God's saying this, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So that's, that's what I've got on my heart today. This, this idea of surrender, whether we're talking about March madness and surrendering our bracket to enjoy the next couple of weeks, not, not so you know, clinging to what we thought we should you know, the picks that we, we thought should happen, letting go. And then in life, same kind of thing. Luke, you can unpack that. What do you think? That is, uh, that is spot on. It's actually <clears throat> hitting, hitting close to home. That's me and Madeline and I were uh, actually kind of talking about this last night. Um, we, were, we were praying together uh, before going to bed, which the, uh, even saying that out loud is just wild. <laughs> like, Praying, awesome. with my wife, praying with my wife before bed. That is just, wow. Yeah, still still so surreal. But we're, we're kind of just talking about this idea of, so, so before this, on our honeymoon, we're kind of trying to create this mission statement for our marriage and for our house, for our future family, kind of what we want to live by. 
and we we were discussing like just asking God to help us not get caught up in even like the non sinful things of life, even like um like the joy of a couple's massage or or March Madness or playing golf or finding a great new show on Netflix. Like we were just asking God help us not make that what life is about. In, in, in church on Sunday, uh, the, our pastor was was preaching on evangelism, and he made this point: we, God did not, we are not, we God is not created for us; we are created for God. Amen. And this life is about living like we are created for God. So we were just asking God, God, help us not get caught up. And even just the small, simple things of life, let us not miss out on the cross and salvation and evangelism and discipleship and what this life actually is about, which, which ties into what the, the really uh, convicting things you're saying about control. God, help us not get caught up in our bracket of life. Because as even as great a desire it is to get married— or to have a great job. Those are great desires. No one's going to knock that desire. But is that what life is about? Mm. Because we're going to miss the glory of life if that is what life is about. Mm. Because, yeah, if we're, if we're caught up in trying, and it's so easy, we're able to, it, I trick myself all the time. Oh, well, it's a good desire, so I'm going to put all my focus on it. Mm. It's, not, it's not inherently sinful. I'm not desiring... Uh, breaking the law or, or sinning. Yeah, it's a good thing. I want to get married. I want a good job. I want this to happen. But no, that even that, that's not what life is about. Life is about we are created for God. And Amen. that is the fact of the matter. So, I, And it's so hard to live in that. So Madeline and I were just asking God for to let us individually in our marriage be about that. But let us live a life that we know we are created for you. And let that be the best thing possible, because um, you're That's absolutely awesome. right. you're absolutely right. When you surrender your bracket in March Madness, gosh, it feels so good to root for upsets. <laughs> it's, it makes it so much better. Like I, I, I didn't pick Oral Roberts to beat Ohio State, but thankfully, I was able to surrender my bracket in that game because yep. I got I was able to watch um, Oral Roberts point guard leading scorer in the nation played at Dallas Jesuit uh, high school. So I was able to watch him in high school. Oh, cool. Um, Cause one of my brother, one of my buddy's younger brothers was his teammate. So I'm like, man, I could root for my bracket or I could root for this guy who I watched in high school. It's a great upset. That would be way more joyful and exciting to watch. And it's so true. And in life, I mean, when we're so caught up on our own plan, we miss the joy of what life actually is about because it is not about us at all. Um, yeah. That's good. So, you thank I'm thankful that you brought it up. It's a good reminder and it's I don't I don't ask God for help in it enough because it is so hard. Again, it's so easy to tr- to trick ourselves into these are good desires, but if our eyes aren't fixed on the cross and Christ, still wrong. Yeah, it's, it's just less than yeah, less than God's best. Yeah. Um cuz yeah. it's it's not as satisfying. Um and one one two two final thoughts. One the sooner we recognize that our bracket is going to be busted, the, the sooner we enjoy the tournament. And the sooner in life when you realize, okay, life doesn't go exactly how I want it to, that I'm not in control. The sooner we realize that, the better. Because th- the truth is some people do, you know, life goes pretty well for them and then they hit 30 and all of a sudden things start happening. They don't know how to handle it because everything's gone their way. And and so I, I think the sooner we realize that and and, you know, as a, as a young dad, I don't want to see my little Maddie experience any kind of pain, right? I don't want to see her cry. And, and so we protect, we, you know, we protect our kids from pain. And, and part of me, though, at times go, you know what? I still want her, as, as life goes on, I want, I want God to protect her, and I want to protect her the best I can. But I also want her to experience you know, real life and challenges and, and struggles that are going to build her character, that are going to, to, to grow her faith. And, and so, you know, sometimes we, we try to avoid pain and, and struggles. And, you know, if, if we're inviting the, if, if the struggles are coming because we're participating in sin, that's not the answer, but sometimes just the, you know, the uncertainty of life and, and the struggles of life, 
those those build character. And and so relating it to the the tournament, you know, sometimes those losses on your on your bracket in, in the moment, you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm losing my my final four. But what it's doing is it's setting up the tournament so much better down the line. And so now we're gonna have a great sweet 16 because we our bracket is busted. And and so in life, the the, the certain seasons of life where they 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 go uh, kind of south and we we deal with some pain and some struggles, man, it's gonna set us up so much better either on this side or in heaven. And 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 that's that's the joy and that's the hope that we cling to. So I could go on and on, um, but those are just uh, a couple more thoughts on that. But but I think it's a yeah a powerful parallel for us to to consider today. Uh, the brackets in, in March Madness, the brackets in our life. We'd love to know your thoughts. If you're listening today, uh, you can comment, send me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Let's keep talking March Madness and and let's uh let, let's talk about some of the the other storylines uh from the weekend. And, and I gotta go to last night's big upset, Oregon State, one of our loyal listeners, Steve. Uh, he's out in Oregon. He went to Oregon State. So shout out to him. Congrats on on his team's win. Uh, big big Beaver fan. Um, the on the flip side though, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State, one of the you know top draft picks, expected to go really really early, maybe first overall. Uh, he does not lead his team past the round of thirty two, and and so I was thinking, okay, over the years, how many of the great NBA players in today's game? took their teams far in the tournament. Now, LeBron, his high school team, they were great. St. Vincent, St. Mary's. So he didn't go to college. But what about some of the other teams? Remember KD, Kevin Durant at Texas? Going back to Texas, goodness, they stink in the tournament. So KD lost in the second round. Kevin Durant, one of the great players in the NBA, he only went to the second round, and they lost to Nick Young and USC. Now, KD still had 30 points, but he couldn't get his team to the next round. Isn't that fascinating? How about James Harden? Lost in the second round back in 2009. Do you remember where he went? Who knows where, a little trivia. Where did James Harden play college? Do you know, Luke? Arizona State, baby. There you go, Arizona State. And then how about Steph Curry? So Steph Curry's one of the the highlights, but he was at Davidson. So Davidson, he took them all the way to the, uh, it was the Elite Eight. So they lost to Kansas in the Elite Eight. So that's impressive. Anthony Davis, they won the championship. Awesome year at KU. How about Kawhi Leonard? One of the best players in the NBA. His best uh, finish was the Sweet 16. San Diego State. Somebody as good as Kawhi. He could take the Toronto Raptors all the way to the NBA Finals and win against the Warriors, yet he couldn't take San Diego State past the Sweet 16. Remarkable. Uh, Kyrie. So I'm a Duke fan, and I am not a Kyrie Irving fan because he came back and derailed the Duke season that that team should have gone a lot further, but they lost in the sweet 16 back in 2011. So as good as Kyrie is in the NBA, not so much sweet 16. And then, uh, okay. Luke threw in that CJ McCollum. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they beat Duke back in, uh, 2012. So didn't, what, didn't what, mean for that. Didn't mean for that to be a low blow, but that's a low, I, low blow on that one. Had to so, toss, had to toss that in there. So my point is, here we go, Cade Cunningham. We go into the into the uh, brackets, you know, this this year, and we're like, oh, Cade Cunningham. He's going to be, you know, he's a top player. He's going to be awesome in the NBA. Let's let's put him, you know, far on our bracket. Done, Cade Cunningham. Done. So the the point is, you could be a team like Loyola or Ohio or Albaline Christian. Let's go. You don't have to have the big NBA players to make it far in this tournament. And, and so I love that. Now, Carmelo Anthony, he took his team, Syracuse, all the way as a freshman. Um, but they had Akeem Warwick and, and McNamara, and so they, they were a pretty solid team. Um, but anyway, I, I just I, I found that to be a, a fascinating story. And so we'll, we'll see as the tournament goes on, you know, what is the makeup of rosters that, you know, kind of NBA guys, because Gonzaga does have a couple guys that are expected to, to go in the top 10. That's why I think they're going to be good because they have a couple guys. Uh, but one guy, he's not going to do it. Ben Simmons at LSU, they didn't even make the tournament. And he's an all-star caliber player. Um, now, Kemba Walker, he yeah, led that, his, his UConn team. That's what I was going to bring up. That's an, that's an interesting one. I, yep. I, when, when I was reading, so if his was it his sophomore? I know his junior year they won it all. And Jer, Jeremy Lamb was kind of the, the Robin to Batman there. But 
maybe the worst national championship game to ever exist. That that UConn Butler game was just <laughs> atrocious. Uh, uh, yeah, poor Butler. But yeah, that was. I, but the I Butler say, game was. Awful. I want to say Kemba and UConn didn't make the tournament his sophomore year. I know freshman year they did well. I think possibly. Yeah, and then sophomore year I don't. Know they were a, they a higher seed when they made the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it's just it's just interesting that we the the difference, and, and I think we're seeing a separation too in what what it takes to win in college basketball versus what it takes to win in the NBA is just different. These, these two sports are very different, even though like basketball to me is like the one sport that like should parallel more, or I, I don't know, but it's just the styles are different, and the way that you build a program. It's just it's different, and especially in today's college basketball, we're just seeing it. It's it's the, I mean, the, the guy from Loyola, he's a goofy, goofy, overweight white guy, and there he is, you know, Lee Crutwig. I mean, th- I was reading an article about him. This guy's a character. He's got the mustache. I mean, you, you look at him; he's getting picked last. If we're if we're drafting, you know, for for the uh, the NCAA tournament, who's taking Crutwig? But he might lead this team to the Final Four. So you just, yeah, we just have to change our minds as fans on what we think is is uh, is the answer for what it takes to to win in the tournament. So that's uh, that's pretty fun. All right, one other thing I wanted to bring up, just because I so I watched so much basketball over the weekend, and I found myself enjoying the you know halftime show or the post game show, and, and so I was curious your thoughts, Luke, and also people that are uh, listening today. What is your who's your favorite analyst covering the tournament? And 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 what what do you make of Charles Barkley being on the panel? Uh, what do you make of Andy Katz being with Barkley and Kenny Smith? And so he, and and of course Ernie Ernie's the best. He's my favorite. He should do every sport, every halftime show. He should be everywhere because he's the best. But uh, here's my here's my big takeaway. Andy Katz is the guy that that makes it to the lunch table when he's not as cool as everybody else at the lunch table. So, so I don't know what your, your uh, lunch table was like Luke in, in high school, <laughs> but uh, trust me, I was not cool. I promise I was not cool, but at least I had a, yeah, we had the lunch table, but then we had the guys that like would make it to the lunch table. If one guy was like out sick, you always had like the secondary lunch table and, and someone would make it to the big table. And he's, he's just happy to be there. He's just excited to be there. So Andy Katz, He's excited to be there with Charles Barkley and Ernie. And he like knows his role. He doesn't try to like be annoying. I, I, so I have been thrilled with the addition of Andy Katz to actually bring college basketball knowledge and information to counteract Barkley, who's just like any of us watching the games. He doesn't know the players. He barely knows the teams. He's just responding to what's happening in real time, which is what we're doing anyway. So I, so I love Barkley. I love what he brings. And then I love Andy Katz coming to the lunch table, just happy to be there, trying to contribute the best he can, but will get out of the way when necessary. Knowing that that seat, he's keeping it warm for someone else. He, he may not be able to, to stay in that seat forever. Is that, is that fair? What have you thought? Well, I'm, I'm still mourning the loss of Gus Johnson not participating in the incident. I put it in my notes. I put Gosh. it in my notes. Because – Yes. So – I think Kevin Harlan is prob- uh, maybe a poor man's Gus Johnson. They're similar on the end of the spectrum. Oh, on, on do, not, <laughs> do not take shots at Harlan to no, pump up Gus Johnson. I'm with you. I miss Gus. But do I miss not. Gus. Do so not. I love, I love Kevin Harlan. He is, a- he is absolutely necessary for the NCAA tournament. He's, com- he's, ne- he's, he's iconic he's voice. You need that energy. Especially yes. with with yes. how how chaotic March Madness is, you have to have the energy of a Kevin Harlan, which is why you need a Gus Johnson. I, I read an article. I think he left in 2011, maybe oh, to do uh, uh, football. But man, I miss, I miss Gus Johnson. Yeah, he's doing so, big. Well, you like the Big Twelve, but he's doing I, Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah. And I've always I've always had this weird dream of I wish I would love to experience a Gus Johnson calling a PGA tour event just to see what it would be like. Someone drains a 30 footer and Gus Johnson's just electric on the call. But uh, I, 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 yeah, I just miss Gus Johnson because the, the plate you need a, a, a good play by play guy 
way more value add than a color commentator in March Madness, in my opinion. You can throw okay. up, you can throw a handful, you can throw way more guys to do color. But if your play-by-play guy doesn't have the energy required to call a chaotic March Madness game, the broadcast is going to suffer. So which is why Kevin Harlan is a treasure, which is why a Gus Johnson type is a treasure. Uh, so I just think you, CBS has to really value that. And Nance, Nance is great. I love his iconic voice. But Harlan, gosh, I could listen to Harlan call March Madness games all day long. Yeah. No, he's good. And you know who also is a – he's been around forever, and he's just so solid, Iron Eagle. He's like a tad underrated, but he's fantastic, and, and he's like rising for me as one of my favorite broadcasters. And then, to me, Iron Eagle, who he is like, or what he was like 10 years ago is kind of this up-and-coming guy that you, like, you got to keep an eye out for. Spiro Didis is that guy now. Where nobody knows that name, Spiro Didis, but he calls the games. He's very solid, and, and he's a younger, younger guy. He'll continue to get better. So, so those are some of my favorite broadcasters. But uh, somebody mentioned, you know, where Shaq during Sha- Shaq barely knows the NBA and keeps up with NBA players. He definitely isn't keeping up with college basketball. He's got Papa John's commercials and icy hot. I, I do not miss Shaq doing college basketball. So I'm I'm fine with him not being there. That's why I like Andy Katz. Um, and I don't know if people saw this video over the weekend, but but Google it. It's Clark Kellogg who we love, who's supposed to be on the show this week, uh, Andy Katz, or uh, I'm sorry, Seth Davis, Clark, and who's the other guy? Wally Zerbiak. They're dancing. They're dancing with the cartoons. It oh, is no. the most awkward, hilarious <laughs> video. My uncle sent it to me. Uh, you got to go see it. So, uh, yeah, that, that's very, very funny. So those guys are, are, are interesting as well. I love Clark Kellogg, but I actually miss Clark being with Charles and Kenny. Um, cause Seth Davis, I'm kind of over Seth Davis a little bit and Wally's neutral. He doesn't, he doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, so anyway, I, I watch a lot of the, the, the coverage of the tournament to go along with the game. So that's, that's how I, I view the, the days. I, I love you bring up Shaq. I think I'm off Shaq. Like I, 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 I love when him and Chuck laugh. So I, I love watching the, the yeah the when they're going back and on forth. YouTube and the back of the banter is good, but I can only take so much player hating. Shaq is oh. is on his throne, hating constantly this generation of basketball players. Like his, his bit with Donovan Mitchell, saying like he was talking crap about him and then told him in an interview, like like what is that? I, I just I'm kind of over this Shaq doing this player hating. Um, and saying that players are soft, they couldn't do this. I don't, I don't know. It, it's he's trying to promote his own game, his generation of basketball so much. I, I I'm just kind of off of that train. Yeah, no, I, I'm that way as well. I'm not, I think he's fine on inside the NBA when they're like goofing around, but when it's like serious basketball talk, yeah, sometimes you can't understand him, and then he doesn't really know what's going on. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, all right, last thing I want to bring up just from the weekend. So the commercials. So at, normally when I watch TV, I, I fast forward through commercials. So I watch almost everything on DVR and I, I rarely watch commercials. And, and so even though I had three TVs going during March Madness, you still find yourself watching commercials. And, and so I, I appreciate that during March Madness, there are some clever commercials that come out and, and, you know, capital one every single year, Sam Jackson and, and Jim Nance and Barkley. And like, I love all those guys and getting Larry bird to do a little bit. I, I thought that commercial was pretty funny. The problem is these commercials get old so fast because we see them over and over and, and, you know, toward the end of these games, which is when I'm really watching the games is when, you know, every 30 seconds they're going to a, 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 another commercial. It's like, all right, quick timeout. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout, and then we got to watch the Capital One one more time. But you know the commercial that I, 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 I don't like? And I actually never even listened to it. I just see it. It's the Subway commercial with Draymond Green and Jason Tatum. It's it such is, a weird commercial. It is brutal. Uh, it's brutal. so bad. It's so oh, bad. And yeah. I can't remember the last time I've had Subway, so I guess we're not going to have Subway as a sponsor on the show. But oh. I don't want Subway. I don't like Subway, and I don't like their commercial. Oh. It's weird. It's... I, 
I, I can't, I can't do it. I'm out. I'm out I on was, Subway. Sorry. I was, I was okay with your take until you defamed my Subway. I Oof. will take, I will take it to the grave that Subway is the best sub sandwich place in the world. Oh, Luke, cut hey. his mind. Cut his mind. <laughs> First, Kevin Harlan. You almost bashed Kevin Harlan. And then now you're talking about Subway. You made was, me married. You don't have so all yeah. the answers. You do I, not have all the answers. I'll, I'll, I'll take the grief for the backhanded compliment to Kevin Harlan just to try to, to elevate Gus Johnson. But oh, my goodness. Subway. So let me, let me just take you a few things here. Subway, repeatable content. You walk into Subway, it's going to smell identical no matter what location like you go smell. to. I like the smell, the smell. The smell is incredible. Their mayonnaise, I'm a big mayonnaise guy. So you better believe I'm going extra mayo on all of my subs. Their mayonnaise, second to none. Uh, um, I just love it. I, for some reason, their breakfast sandwich, throw in some flatbread, give me some egg and steak. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. just love Subway. Make it, my, make it my way. Oh, I just feel like I have every option in the world when I go there. The smell, the re, the re, it's so repeatable of an experience. Uh, the I old just love it. I, I I totally understand. I'm a minority in this uh, this opinion. Uh, I this is not the majority opinion, but I confidently will stick my neck out for Subway. Yeah, you're. I'm gonna let you have that one on your own. I'm going Firehouse Subs. I'm going Penn Station. Do you know what Penn Station is? Uh, I do, but I've never had it. There's not uh, oh. there's not one not a bunch of Penn Stations around here. Yeah, so that's that's a great one. And then uh, Jersey Mike's. So I would I would put those up there. Uh, ahead of Subway. So, all right, let us know your take. Listeners, you can chime in as as well on the uh, on the, the Subway commercial. Do you like the Subway commercial? And how do you feel about Subway as a sub shop? Where do you come out on that? I don't, I don't think Blimpy's hanging on anymore, are they? Blimp, Blimpy's out of the game. Um, I used to like Quiznos. Quiznos kind of faded Quiznos. in recent years. We got, a, we, got um, a, we got a Jersey Mike shout out from Henry. Oh, good. I like, I like Jersey Mike's. There you go. All right, so let me, let me quickly announce where we stand going into Monday's games. We had great response on the Unpacking It Bracket Challenge, and it looks like Brian up in Philly is leading the way, a uh, big Nova fan, uh, and then Greg Gentner uh, is tied for first. So Brian and, and Greg uh, first, um, and then Colby, Ricky, Brady, Scott, uh, Henry's up there, Kyle at the office. So those are your top guys. So congratulations to them coming out of the gate, looking good. Um, I'm, I'm probably in the middle of the pack or, or below. Uh, so yeah, I'm struggling a little bit. So I lost Texas and Illinois from my final four, but I'm riding the Zaga Baylor. I'm feeling all right with Zaga and Baylor. I like Baylor. So cool. So I told you guys I'm a big you know Valpo fan. My mom went to Valpo and so Bryce Drew. So when he was playing, he was playing for his dad, Homer Drew. Well, now Scott Drew is the, the coach of Baylor, and so you got Homer Drew in the crowd. I'm sure Bryce will show up eventually, cheer on his brother Scott. So uh, I'm in on Baylor. Um, and then, you know what? I was going to throw this out there too, Luke. You know, wh- what is the, wh- what's your favorite storyline so far? Is there a, you know, kind of a, a rooting interest? If your team's out or your bracket's busted, who are you pulling for? I'm in on Lo- Loyola. I also like Buddy Bayheim and Jim Bayheim. I love the father-son duo. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. So the, the fact that, that Bayheim, you know, he's an older guy that he's got this young son that he's coaching is just a fascinating story to me. Um, and that, that buddy is, is playing as well as he is. And, and Syracuse was kind of a question mark. Oh, do they get, should they get in? Should they not get in? And now to get to the sweet 16, the zone is working. Um, so I, I'm kind of intrigued by them knocking off West Virginia yesterday. That was a big win for them. Um, also Eric Musselman. Uh, from Arkansas, Absolutely. I find him. I like his energy. Remember a couple of years ago with Nevada, he he took them far. Maybe next week we'll look at this a little bit. But there are certain coaches that that go from college to pro. They don't do well in in the pros, and then they go back to college. Lon Kruger is one of those guys. Rick Pitino is one of those guys. Calipari is one of those guys. Um, and Eric Musselman, he coached the Warriors years ago. People might not realize that. Leonard Hamilton, uh, coach at Florida State. So uh, I also like Florida State and, and Leonard Hamilton. Um, I think the winner of LSU, Florida State, uh, I think those, those two teams move on today. So I think LSU will beat Michigan. And then LSU or FSU will go to the Final Four. So that's why I'm coming out on that. Uh, LSU had three guys, double-doubles. That, 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 that was a shocking stat that I saw over the weekend. 
Uh, very, very impressive. So um, those are a couple of the storylines I'm keeping an eye out for. Any other characters or or teams that that you're keeping an eye out for? You're, of course, wearing your Kansas gear That's today. Right. That's right. It's game day for the Jayhawks. Yep, grew up a big Jayhawk fan, so even though I'm in Texas, can't play the uh, the bandwagon card. Been I've been riding loyal with my Hawks. Our one year in 2008 in my lifetime winning the Natty. Um, that was a great championship oh my over gosh. Memphis. Overtime. Uh, overtime. There- yeah, there's yeah, yeah the Chalmers three with three seconds left. That's um, tenant. Yeah. Beating Derrick Rose's Memphis team and Calipari. Um, yep. There, yeah, there's two games I go back and watch all the time. Game six, 2011 NBA Finals, and uh, that KU National Championship game. Sports tears flowing. That's an, an that's an annual event for me. Um, I'm just going to double down again. I I want to see Mark Few get a national championship so yes. badly with, with Gonzaga. I I, yep. I I think he is such a good coach, year in and year out. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Mark Few. I really want to see him get one. When they lost to North Carolina, oh, I was just I was heartbroken for that Zags team. Which just reminds me, uh, every like big sporting event, I I always look back at uh, Bob Sturm. You, you have you had Sturm's been on the show, right? No, you know he hasn't. But yeah, I'm familiar okay. with him. Yep. Um, Dallas radio guy he has this tweet about sports and just how it's just 90% gut wrenching and heartbreaking. There's very few victories in sports, which is like sports is so great. The highs of victory. And then the lows of loss are so brutal. His, his, his one sentence where he says, welcome to sports, young man. Someday you may live to see a championship or five, but most years will end with your guts spilling onto the floor. That uh. is just like, like watching the, um, the Rutgers Houston game, that game, oh, watching dude. how, the Rutgers blew it. Oh, they blew it. And what? Oh. And, and, and then Jacob Young, the fifth-year senior transfer from te- oh. from Texas. Just how yep. I mean, it, it, you the buzzer sounds and it's immediate tears, which yeah. just makes sports so heartbreaking and gut wrenching and brutal. But it's oh, it's so great. So I I love that about the tournament. I'd love to see Baylor win. I've got a ton of buddies that are big Baylor friends. So part of me oh, wants nice. to root against. Part of me wants to root against them, but. Uh, I, I do I do enjoy Baylor's team. Um, so, yeah, I think Loyola Chicago and Gonzaga are the two most interesting uh, to me right now. Uh, KU's got a big test uh, tonight against USC, the Twin Towers, the Mobley brothers. Um, Ooh, Kansas, yeah. is not, Kansas is not a big team, so that's going to be a tough matchup. But, yeah, rooting for Mark Few. Really want to see him uh, Really want to see him get one. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny now to have Monday basketball. This is this is different. So I'm not sure how I feel about it. You know, got we got to work around here too. So um, it's a, it's a little tricky to uh, to try to fit in the games on a Monday. Like Thursday, Friday, you're like, all right, we're just coasted into the weekend. But Monday, it's like you start fresh for the week, and that way games are starting up here and pretty soon, oh, less no. than an hour. That's so right. uh, we got to get them all gotta, get them all in before bath time tonight, right? That's get right. I got well. Time. Thankfully, I will thank the, the the committee for the schedule. I was able to make Maddie's bath time and bedtime and all that uh, every night. So I'm, I'm, I was good to go over the weekend because the games kind of the, the way that they stagger, they give you that that dinner break. And, and so I was able to, to structure that nicely. Um, the one big loss for me over the weekend. So about, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago, I ended up starting this tradition where I eat White Castle burgers with Cheetos during the opening game, during that Thursday opening game or sometimes Friday opening game, the little frozen White Castle burgers. So I go on, on Thursday night, uh, get ready to, to watch App State uh, during the first four games. But I was planning on having the, the, the White Castle burgers on that Friday. So I go to Food Lion. Do you have Food Lion? Is that a national? Uh, no Food Lion. But okay. That's a grocery when, I li- store. when I lived in Rock Hill, which – which I, I definitely picked Winthrop. I was trying to get some Rock Hill fan. I know they were but such a letdown. Food line was the go-to. Oh yeah. That was, that was a weekly, a weekly adventure for me. So I show up to get my white castle burgers. They're all out. They were yeah. all out of white castle burgers. So I started the tournament a little bit off kilter. So no wonder my brackets <laughs> a mess. I did not have my white castle burgers. I settled for a, a bagel, uh, hot dog. It was a bagel around the hot dog. Oh. It was very good. It was I, so it was it was fine, but it was no White Castle burger. But so, the, and it was no Subway. The, <laughs> so the feng shui was all off. Yeah. It was equi- it was off. You were, you were off equilibrium. No equilibrium in, in, with Bryce Johnson. It was, and you know, I must apologize to the listener, or more so to the viewers today. 
I'm not quite sure what's going on with the hair today. I'm due for a haircut. I got this one little straggler, and I was like trying to fix it before the before the show, and I couldn't. So I'm looking at monitors here. So like I don't have a mirror in here. I have monitors, and, I, and I'm like I can't I can't quite figure out how to where my hand goes. I, I don't know how to get it. So it's added, it's added some I'm youth though. You're, you're kind of rocking that uh, Zac Efron from Hairspray look, uh, <laughs> kind of a little '50s look. The one hair straggle. Uh, it's added, it's added some youth youth to the broadcast this morning. Okay, I like it. You're mentioning the '50s, and then you're saying youth. So I'm not sure about that. <laughs> and then I'll also confess this. So I was trying. So this is like a new shirt my friend gave me from Under Armour. It still has the tag on. So I'm I'm wearing a shirt with a tag on it today. How embarrassing is that? So, so maybe I, was, I, I thought I was going to cut it before the, the show, and I didn't. So I'm going to have to do that. So really, it's just an exhibition game wearing the quarter zip today. You're, you're trying right. it out. That's right. It's I'm a trying scrimmage. It out. It's well, a you scrimmage. were mentioning, what's with the quarter? Of course, it's quarter zip. What am I going to do all the way up? So, I'm not a so, coach. So here. <laughs> coach Johnson here. All right, guys. Yeah. How do we, I, I, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just a ginormous. I might be the biggest quarter zip guy in the country. I oh, this, if, if I wasn't wearing this, you better believe it's going to be a Heather Gray quarter zip. That's just my <laughs> that's my go to over a dry fit golf shirt and uh, some flip flops. Good luck. It's a good <laughs> luck. I'm I'm feeling the Cheetos though. So, um, but but no, I, I don't know how I feel about the, all the coaches in uh, Bob Huggins jump sh- jumpsuits. Like now, the Bob Huggins look is acceptable across the board. Are we okay with this? Like, is this going to continue? I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not all in on that. I, I still to me the coaches looking a little sharper. Sometimes they look a little tight, but I, see I always remember. I, I don't know if you remember Gary Williams at Maryland. Whenever he would drop the coat, like to me, then it's like all right, now the game is started. I always love when the coach like he starts the game with a sport coat and then loses it by you know five minutes in and he's sweating. I want to see the sweat through the the you know through the button down. Then you know it's intense. That's right. That's what that's what I, I miss a little bit. And yeah, you see all the sweat. Who, who's Arizona's coach? Sean is it Sean Miller? Oh, he's a sweater. Oh, Sean Miller, such a sweater. When that coat yeah. comes off, oh, oh yeah, it's like he just got he's, out of a swimming pool. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's struggling. He's having a tough time. He's carrying on the tradition of Gary Williams. Cameron Crazies at Duke used to chant "Sweat Gary Sweat." That's my favorite. Oh gosh. Wet Gary Sweat, so oh. good. So I think good. we need to, we need to have designated days throughout the season where. Uh, coaches dress up like they're in the Maui Invitational. I love <laughs> the Andy Reid look. <laughs> I love the Maui Invitational look. The 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 like the floral button up short sleeve. Oh, it's so good. Did you wear any of that on your honeymoon? Oh yeah. So I've I've had I've, had I've had I've had one floral short sleeve button down in the arsenal for a few years. Uh, it's been it's been mainly a dust collector in the closet, but yep. it got some phenomenal use this past week. So very happy about that. I've only got one, but I love to wear it on vacation. That's right. It's, you only need you only it. really need one. You need one solid one that's yep. an absolute game changer on vacation and then let it rest up in the closet until the next vacation. And it's fresh, it's ready to roll. Absolutely. Well, there's our there's our show today. We'll, we will end on Hawaiian shirts as our uh, final take. <laughs> we didn't get to NFL, but we'll have plenty of time uh, once March Madness is over to uh, to talk more NFL. Um, the Deshaun Watson saga is serious and unfortunate and interesting uh, to see what's what's going to happen there. Um, but but a lot going on in the league. And, and so we will uh, push that to a to a later show. Uh, but thanks, to everybody listening and chiming in today. Always love hearing from you. Uh, the Unpack This devotional will go out later today uh, talking about kind of in, in life, uh, the, the broken brackets when things uh, things don't go our way and surrendering our bracket and saying, you know what? Whatever happens, happens, and enjoy it. And so let's live that way with our brackets in life as well, uh, living with freedom. And, and Lord, whatever you want, I surrender to you. I trust you. And, and that's the, the mentality to, to, to head out uh, today with. Uh, and, and there's freedom and peace in that. So thanks to Luke. Glad to have him back. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus 
together. Hope you have a great rest of your day. You can join us this Wednesday for the Unpacked Lunch. We talk sports, faith, and life for an hour together. It gives you a chance to, to interact even more with us. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Bryce, at unpackingit.com, and I'll, I'll send you the private link uh, to join us for that. But we will be back next Monday to talk all about March Madness. The madness continues. Enjoy the games today. This has been the Unpacking It Live podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.